0: What's up you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you're doing well and that 2023 has been off to a good start for you. I'm so excited to be in your ears today and to dive into one of my very favorite topics. But before we dive in, I wanted to give a little life update and be really open and transparent with you about some of the things I've been moving through behind the scenes. So specifically in the last quarter of 2022, There was this heightened disconnect that I was feeling internally that I was having a very difficult time understanding and putting into words. And during this, I never questioned whether or not I was on the right path or whether I was in my purpose because I know that to be true for me. But when I was starting to get really clear on what my evolution as a human and as a business owner looked like for 2023, it felt like there was this missing piece of the puzzle or a degree of separation between me and my ability to access that next level. And I was absolutely determined to get to the bottom of it because I could feel it was really, really important. From there, I went into deep self-inquiry. I had a profound session with my therapist I utilized mentorship and connected with higher consciousness, and I really started to gain clarity and began to realize that I was unconsciously showing up and trying to embody someone that isn't truly me because I felt like it's who I had to be. And I think in any industry, there are leaders, right? And there are trailblazers who pave the way and set the tone and the framework, and those who come after them take inspiration from them and learn from them and often try to become very similar to them because they've seen evidence that it works. So an example of this that always is top of mind for me is Whitney Simmons. So Whitney Simmons is one of the OG and biggest fitness influencers in our generation. And so many up-and-coming fitness influencers really mimic Whitney's content. And mimic her personality and her aesthetic because they have seen that all of these factors have worked for her and it's allowed her to become successful and financially abundant and climb the social ladder and be given extraordinary opportunities. So, those starting out in the fitness industry may think in order to be successful, I need to become all of these things and become as similar as I can. To Whitney because there's evidence that it works and that it can get me to where I want to go. But the truth is, keeping in mind that this is just my perspective, I believe that Whitney built her success because she was always being herself. And I believe this to be true for any leader in any industry. And if you're forcing yourself to be someone else, not only is that not sustainable, But you're not going to call in your people because the only way to call in your people is to be your authentic self and allow that to be a filtration system for you. Because when people see the real you, they can then decide if they want to be in your world or not. And the people that choose to be in your world have seen you in your wholeness and in your authenticity and said yes. Yes. I see this person, I like this person, I want to be a part of this person's journey. And thus a community is born and that community is gonna feel good on a soul level because it's been built around authenticity and originality and honesty and it's sustainable because being yourself is going to be something that comes naturally to you, obviously, because it's the only thing you know how to do. So for myself in the mindset community, Many of the leaders in this industry, or at least in my corner of the internet, are very much in their light worker energy, right? They're yoga teachers, they're very soft and tender in their divine feminine, they are like crystal babies and earth angel vibes, they get on their stories in the morning and they're like grand rising blessed beings, right? I'm adding some humor here, but like you get the vision and that's fine and that's perfect, but that's just not me and I think the more I evolved personally and spiritually I felt so close to myself but so far away from who I thought I needed to be in life and in business in order to be successful and make an impact because my personality is just so different from those that I look up to and from those who came before me and from this realization I really started to ask myself what I want my business to be about, what I want to be remembered for, what topics really light me up and what I really want my branding and aesthetic to look like, even if it's vastly different from the pinks and the pastels that I think I should have to fit into the coaching industry. And I think if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen this reflected in my new branding from empowered evolution, right? We went from orange with like sparkles and butterflies and all the things right to like flames and like badass vibes, right? Like that's really, that feels true for me. And I started to think about what emotions I want to evoke in people and my strengths and qualities that make me who I am, that I can capitalize on and I can step into rather than try to water down to fit in. Because here's the truth. If you know me in person, if you're a client of mine, or if you've followed me for long enough on Instagram, you may know this, but I'm going to share this with you anyways. I'm a very passionate woman. (laughs) I'm very high energy, I'm determined, I'm confident, I can be extremely spicy and fiery, I'm me-centric, I have a wild sense of humor and quick wit, I'm extremely direct, I'm bold, I'm loud, I move fast, I know what I want, I have a very big personality, and my inner light, (laughs) my inner light, if you will, it glows pretty fucking brightly. And due to all those things, I am most definitely not for everyone. And that's okay because everyone is also not for me. And like I said earlier, it's the most effective and beautiful filtration system in the world because it invites people into my world who truly want to be here because they have the ability to see me wholeheartedly, right? So this was such a profound realization for me and that weekend I sat down on a Sunday morning and Sundays for me are a time where I really get clear and recenter and also connect with higher consciousness. So during this Sunday morning I pulled out my oracle deck and I have the Yogic Path by Sahara Rose. And typically I just kind of do a spread and, and choose it. I don't really set like a tone. Like I don't do it right, basically is what I'm saying. And so I was like, okay, I really, I I want to make a connection with my spirit guides, right? So I set the tone, I did my Palo Santos, I lit my incense and my candles and made myself some cacao and put on a frequency music. And I was just like, you know what? Like I was really, really getting into the zone and I was like, I want you to tell me like what I need to hear. And I want you to know that I am going to listen to what you have to say because there's nothing more disrespectful as I have learned than asking your spirit guides and higher consciousness for a sign or for a message. And then they give it to you and you ignore it or it's not enough. Like I can just see them up there being like, fuck this girl. Honestly, fuck this girl. Like she asks us for signs, we give them to her and she goes on doing the same damn thing. So I said, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm receptive and what you tell me to do, I will follow. And so I asked, what do I need to be focusing on right now? Show me what I need to be focusing on right now. And I'm going to read to you the card that I pulled. So I pull this card, right? And immediately I'm like, oh boy, because a lot of these cards are very light and love, very spiritually conscious, beautiful cards, but this oracle card, for lack of a better word, was was scary, scary, scary to look at for sure. And so the card that I pulled is Kali, the goddess of destruction dissolution and ecstasy. And so I already knew, right? Cause I've had this breakthrough. I'm like, I already know this is for me. This is not a mistake. So I'm going to read you what this card says. It says you draw upon Callie when you are in a time of radical rebirth. She is fierce, erratic, untamed, the part of you that you're afraid to give full control because you don't know where it will take you. She will destroy all disillusion and bring you face to face with your darkest shadows, not to cause anguish, but rather from a deep place of love. She demolishes the ego that creates the boundary between you and your highest self. She is the ecstasy experienced in an orgasm, meditation, bold self-expression, or pushing a child out of the womb. Callie comes to you in a time of deep liberation, stepping into the truer form of you. Trust the process and allow yourself to release all limitations so you can become one with the bliss that you are. So I read this card and I bawl my eyes out because it was just such a clear message and it was so on theme with the breakthrough that I had had over the course of those couple of weeks. And I'd finally come to the head of it, and I felt so clear. And this was just pure validation that I was going in the right direction. And it was just so beautiful. And I just feel like this is so important for me to share because moving forward, I feel like I've had such a breakthrough, and I feel such clarity around where I'm going and how I'm going to lead myself in life and in my business. And I thought, what an incredible time to have an episode about dark feminine energy, because that is really the vibe and the era that I've just fully stepped into just being unapologetically myself, having high as fuck standards and just ultimately stepping into my power. So without further ado, let's get into the episode and all things dark feminine energy. Welcome to there. She glows podcast, your go-to podcast for all things, mindset, manifestation, wellness, and personal development hosted by your friend, Becca Nichols, mindset and life transformation coach, entrepreneur, and your favorite spiritual guru. This podcast is a safe space for you to listen, learn, and grow, and is designed to give you the tools you need to create a life that feels good and is beyond your wildest dreams. Tune in every week to awaken your potential and start glowing from the inside out. Ready to dive in? Let's glow. This is exciting. This is such a long overdue podcast because this is something I'd love to talk about. I have a masterclass on dark feminine energy and it's just, it's like my thing, you know? So I'm shocked, I'm shocked and appalled that it's taken me this long to record a podcast episode, but I'm going to make it worth the wait, I promise. So dark feminine energy and the villain era are circulating and they've been circulating for a while on TikTok and Instagram and podcasts alike. And not only am I super passionate about this topic and feel fully embodied in it, but I also want to set the record straight about dark feminine energy because I feel that that is required. There's a lot of misinformation out there and there are some very valuable teachings and pieces of information out there that are being taught by coaches that are in integrity. But there's also some (laughs) wild, wild teachings and very toxic narratives surrounding dark feminine energy. So I want to address those. And there are some very unhealed women perpetuating the narrative that dark feminine energy is burning everything around you to the ground. And it's becoming a villain in your life and a criminal, honestly. And if you get your heart broken by a man, go sleep with his dad. Like it's that energy. And to me, like that's just engaging in really toxic, dangerous, unacceptable behavior and just throwing the words dark feminine energy in front of it to make yourself feel better about how shitty you're being. Okay. And That's not at all what the dark feminine energy is. It's not. And honestly, if you feel like those dangerous and harmful acts are appealing to you and ones that you want to engage in right now, I would strongly suggest that you don't. And I think honestly, speaking to a therapist could be a really incredible next step for you. Okay. So if you guys are on TikTok and you see messages like this, just always remember you have the option on TikTok to click not interested, right? And that's what I'm going to be doing when I see stuff like that. So I would invite you to do that as well. (laughs) I'm sure the passion and the directness that I was referencing in regards to my personality earlier in the episode is becoming very clear to you at this point if if you're a new listener. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. So now that we're crystal clear on what dark feminine energy is not, What is dark feminine energy? So if you are completely new to the concept of feminine and masculine energy, I do have an episode that is fully dedicated to the masculine and the feminine energies. And I would invite you to go listen to that episode first to familiarize yourself with those concepts before getting into the more specific aspects of femininity. So what is dark feminine energy, right? In every single individual, regardless of our gender, we carry two energies within us, and those are the masculine and the feminine. And within these energies, we're really anchoring into the reality that we live in a world of duality, which means there is always a light side and a dark side to absolutely everything. And feminine and masculine energy are no different and are just another example of duality. So there's a light side and a dark side to the feminine. And it can be really easy to confuse the terms light and dark with good and bad, but this is just, it's not the case at all. And we need both the light and the dark aspects for balance and for wholeness. So To provide further clarity, let's get into some specifics. So when we are looking at the light feminine energy, which is one half of the divine feminine, this includes traits like being nurturing and being cooperative and receptive and forgiving, emotional, graceful, and pure, right? I think we can all agree those are incredible qualities and so needed. And light feminine energy is also, as I'm sure you can guess, a more socially accepted version of femininity in society, right? It's cute. It's non-threatening. It's submissive. It's timid. It's much easier to swallow right? And so when we're looking at the dark feminine energy, the other half of the divine feminine, this includes traits like being passionate, being creative, being seductive and fierce and authentic and powerful and transformative and magnetic. So you can begin to understand that dark feminine energy is not negative. It's not bad. It is the shadow aspect of the feminine and we are susceptible to the negative and to the toxicity when we are in a wounded state But in actuality, this energy in its prime, it's the passion. It's the spice. It's the fiery. It's the transformative aspect of womanhood. And when both the light and the dark aspects of the feminine work together, they create divine feminine and they allow us to really step into our wholeness. And this is how we as women can access our true power. So, There are so many powerful dark goddesses that can be studied and seen in historic myth and stories and religion from around the world. These really allow us to see that since the beginning of time, women have been associated with darkness. Women were the ones who ruled the night and the moon, and they were extremely powerful. They were free. And in the days of the old, the feminine energy, it was extremely powerful and it was really, really hard to control, which... They did not love. They did not love. So as an example, we have the dark goddess Lilith. So in Hebrew legends, Lilith was a dangerously beautiful dark goddess who refused to subordinate herself to Adam, right? Another example, we have the dark goddess Kali, who I pulled in my Oracle card. So in Hinduism, she is the goddess of time, change, destruction, and death. So Kali in Sanskrit is translated to she who is black or she who is death. And she was considered to be the goddess of ultimate power. And then a more widely known dark goddess in Greek mythology is Medusa. We all know Medusa. She was the wise one, the keeper of the dark moon mysteries and the goddess of death and rebirth. So those are just a few examples, but we can start to see there are so many powerful dark goddesses that are represented in history and their stories can help us understand why this energy and these qualities have been such a taboo and so suppressed. Dark feminine energy was proven to be extremely powerful and therefore it was seen as a threat and it was seen as uncontrollable and it was and has been systematically shunned and suppressed in society. So historically, these dark goddesses were removed one by one through conceptualizing and making them out to be evil or dangerous witches. Or they were removed through death. And unfortunately, the times that we're referencing here, those were the times of burning and just like incredibly horrific and destructive stuff that we're not going to get into. It's not the vibe of this podcast. But since then, dark feminine energy hasn't been allowed in our culture for a very, very long time. And the patriarchy and the capitalist structure of today's world have continued to really perpetuate that narrative that the dark feminine and the qualities that go along with it those are bad, those are evil, those are negative, those are unattractive. And we've been led to believe that the dark feminine energy qualities represent all of these things that we don't want. So we push them away and we hide them and we shun them and we vilify them without even fully understanding what it is. But we're in a new time. We're in a new time. we are collectively shifting. and the divine feminine, it's really re-emerging and rising into consciousness. And this is especially true in spiritual and new age circles. We are looking beyond the lies. we are releasing our old belief systems around what dark feminine energy is, and we are letting her back in unrestricted. Like, come in, sweetheart, we're ready for you. We are ready for you as a collective to shift into this dark feminine energy. Because we are starting to realize, especially as women, this energy is not to be feared. This is not evil. This is not negative. But the dark feminine is our key to letting go of anything that no longer serves us, increasing our self-love, our self-confidence, our self-assurance, being fully open to receive, reconnecting to our inner strength and power, feeling at home in our bodies and with our sexual energy. Accessing creativity, strengthening our boundaries, creating deeper connections with other people, and feeling actual true wholeness. Like the list goes on and on. So, I really want to talk about five ways that you can really start to activate dark feminine energy in your life. And so, we're going to start off with embracing the esoteric. So, With the rise of patriarchy led to the dismantle of intuition and creativity and esoteric practices such as astrology and tarot and spell work, right? So deepening your intuition and reclaiming the dark feminine through these esoteric witchy practices will help you connect to yourself on a much deeper level. So exploring your birth chart can be so much fun buying a set of beautiful oracle cards and setting up a sacred space to have your rituals. Like all of these things will allow you to connect to your intuition and higher self. And this is something that gives a lot of people the ick, this esoteric witchy stuff, right? And it's important to understand that during the witch hunts, historically, it was illegal to engage in many of these practices. So to do so would mean that you were labeled a witch which is why there's still a certain taboo and fear associated with these practices. When truth be told, all of these things will allow you to connect to your intuition and higher self. So embrace it, embrace the esoteric and just start to introduce it into your environment bit by bit. The next one is doing shadow work. So your shadow side is also your subconscious. In our subconscious is where we bury our thoughts, our emotions, our trauma, our shame, and our wounds that we either don't want to face or don't even realize exist within us. But unknowingly to us, they control your lives. So this is really the realm that I am moving into. And it's because of what a vital role it's played in how I've evolved and how I lead myself in business and behind the scenes that it's so important and I'm feeling such a pull towards it because I've seen firsthand through leading myself and leading clients through shadow work, how it really forces you to confront all of the things that live deep inside of you, realistically in your subconscious mind, all of the fears, all of the shame, all of the trauma that's buried and repressed deep within you for most of us since childhood. So I understand this can be really daunting and scary to think about, right? Because am I going to lie to you and tell you that shadow work is love and light and rainbows? Absolutely fucking not. No, it's not. But through shining a light on those really dark places within us, we're able to strip those beliefs and memories of their power. Because when we disown and repress our shadows, they only grow. They only grow and they influence us and they potentially sabotage literally every aspect of our lives, like relationships, business, family, friendships, sex, money, spirituality, all of the things. And so by doing the work, you're able to identify what's holding you back, witness it, heal it, and just reclaim your power in creating a more fulfilling life. The next way to tap into your dark feminine energy is prioritizing being with nature. And this is something we are told a lot, so it can feel really repetitive, but there's a difference between knowing and integrating Because despite knowing this, despite hearing this, a lot of people still don't take enough time or any time at all to truly be with mother earth, to consciously create a relationship with her. And women specifically are deeply connected to mother earth because she is us and we are her. We are a mirror of her cycle, the four seasons, the moon cycle, the elements, the constant evolution. We are a mirror. And so Dark feminine energy really is found in the earth beneath our feet. Nature is such a high vibrational place and it's truly a magic of its own. So putting your feet in the grass and swimming in the ocean and taking a deep breath of fresh air and just immersing yourself in nature is so important because physically connecting to nature will help you connect to the dark feminine. The next one is being self-assured and not being afraid of being too much. So many women have a too much wound. I had a too much wound. And this is often because women, we are told when we are younger, we are too loud. We're too talkative. We're too bossy. We're too this. We're too that. Boys are allowed to be rambunctious and boisterous and rough and crazy. And that's just how they are. And that's just accepted. But girls are meant to be seen and not heard. Like, just be cute. Like, don't don't push the envelope. Go hug your uncle. Be polite. Be a delicate little flower, right? And so when you move into adulthood, it can feel like you're too much when you're putting yourself out there and asking for what you want and implementing boundaries and chasing after your dreams and doing the thing because we're taught to dim our light and water ourselves down in order to be likable. And this is where we really want to self-assess and really observe how we are leading ourselves and why. Because when we're tapping into our dark feminine energy, we're not concerned with being liked. We're not concerned with being likable or being understood. We are concerned with being fully expressed. And showing up the way that we truly want to. And when we are self assured and when we are confident in that way, we're not afraid of being too much. So, moving forward, making decisions from a place of self assurance or starting to, starting to be aware of your too much wound and making decisions that are the opposite of your fear of being too much is such an incredible way to tap into your dark feminine energy. And then the last one I will speak to is reconnecting with your cycle. Your menstrual cycle is one of your greatest powers as a woman. So if you haven't yet formed a healthy relationship with it, there's no time like the now. People are so uncomfortable with the word period. You might be just even uncomfortable hearing me say that, even though half the population has a menstrual cycle. Right? But we're made to feel like our period should be hidden, especially from men, right? Like disgusting. Don't wanna hear about it. But we learn that they're a burden and that we're like forced to endure, right? And our cycle has been reduced to like shame and pain and a curse and just frustration and weakness. And like women on their period, they're crazy and emotional women. That's bullshit, all of it. It's an attempt to keep you disconnected from your power and intuition as a woman. And your menstrual cycle is incredible. It's totally unique to you. It ties you to the natural rhythms of your body and sends signals to your brain and body what you need most and when. It's so special. And our menstrual cycle has four unique phases or seasons, and every single one has a different energy that we can harness and work with. And so when we work with our cycle, instead of pushing against it, and ignoring it like we're taught to, we start to feel in flow and at peace with ourselves. And we live in harmony with our bodies and life becomes less of a struggle. And we give ourselves what we actually need when we need it. And it can be so revolutionary. So I know that this is quite a topic and one that when I put up a question box on my Instagram story and said, like, what do you guys want to hear about on the podcast? And this was one of the most frequent answers is connecting to your period, cycle thinking and all of that. So ask and you shall receive More to come on this soon. And that's where I think we'll leave it for today's episode, you guys. I hope that this has shown you that there's so much more to femininity and feminine energy than we've been taught. And when we're able to really channel the whole spectrum of the inner feminine, both the light and the dark, we can live a more whole and passionate and fulfilling life. And dark feminine energy is absolutely nothing to be afraid of. It's a feeling of fullness, it's being unapologetically yourself, it's a magnetic force, it's transformational. So stepping into the darkness and exploring it and rewriting your definition of what it means to be a woman in this lifetime, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I invite you to lean into it because it has been one of the most wild rides of my life and one I would get on again in a heartbeat. So I hope you enjoyed this. Again, it was a long time coming. This is one of the things I'm so, so passionate about in my life and in my business, I'm sure that that's really been shining through this episode. So if you enjoyed this, I'd love to hear your feedback. Please share this to your stories. Please send this to a friend that you think might enjoy it. It's really you guys sharing the podcast with loved ones, with your circle, with your socials, that really keeps it thriving and helps me expand and be in the ears of more people. So I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing rest of your January. I cannot believe we're already down one month of 2023, and I will talk to you next Thursday.